It's the first day of November. If you haven't noticed, October's history, we have things to do. We got 60 or 61 days. I don't know, but they're holidays. We got to get to work. We can't. We got to get to work. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. If I said I want, no need to repeat. Paul, it was Halloween weekend this last weekend. I don't know about you, but I saw some of the most ridiculousness coming out of dealerships and <laughs> software companies to the point of like Zoom calls where everybody was dressed up for. It was magical. Oh, I didn't see that. I mean, what I you had to note that what you don't see because this is an audio only podcast is that Kyle's still in his Halloween costume. I, I didn't. It's it's unexpected, really, Kyle. It is unexpected uh, this morning, and I think if people saw the actual costume, they would be shocked. We're not going to tell you what it is, though. We're never going to tell you what it is. Never. You can you can you can DM us and, and guess what you think it is. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Moving on. We have we were just talking about what we're going to talk about today because um, that's we usually jam for. And then we said, you know what? Let's we're using all the good material. Let's just start the podcast and get going. One of the things that came out uh, was in my inbox this morning was Steve Greenfield's Automotive Ventures. Uh, monthly auto report or auto intel report is what it's called um, what's the website people can get it at automotive yeah, automotiveventures.com there you go you have to do that maybe we'll see uh, maybe we'll call steve on friday but he releases this report every month and he talks uh, you know majority of it is about the tech space and what's going on in uh, mergers acquisitions new technologies and um really he this this is kind of a it's a good overview if you listen to this podcast you're going to get into this and you're going to realize a lot of this information has been covered over the last few weeks, but um, it's still a, a great summary, a great summary of what's going on and kind of finger on the pulse. And Steve has this unique perspective of an insider and an outsider because he focuses on the broader technology uh, landscape. He focuses on the broader implications, not just what's going on at the, at the real base level. You know, um, Kyle, what? Did, go ahead. What were you going to say? Yeah, one of the the most interesting part of the whole thing for me was, you know, kind of how he cuts off his point of view article with a photo of kind of the way the dealership has always been, mm -hmm. like and the like a literal layout. The layout, yeah, it's a right. it's like a it's almost like a like a simplified blueprint of yeah. the way the dealership has always been. And, you know, he doesn't uh, go go super deep into it. But I think that the reality is, is what he's pointing to is that layout is going to have to change to uh, to be able to assume all of the new pieces of technology, leverage people, uh, all of that type of stuff to to just enhance the guest experience, to make sure that we're, you know, communicating online and in the showroom well all, all of those types of things so it was it was just kind of interesting looking at it uh, in that very simplified view of like oh wow that's what it still feels like in so many dealerships you know today. what there's no direct if you, you see the picture there's no direct reference to why it's there actually no that's which, what i love which about is, it which is let's just face it if you know steve and look at steve he doesn't strike you as an abstract kind of guy no. <laughs> right, right. So he just kind of leaves it there at the end and says the dealership model has proven to be very resilient over the past hundred years and innovation across various departments has enabled financial diversification and insulation from shocks to any single area of the dealership. And if you look at it, the level of insulation just in the drawing is all you need to understand 
like where he's headed. Yeah, so you basically that. you see it and you walk in. There's a reception area and then there's a little new car and used car showroom. There's a customer lounge. There's a few offices. To the left is a delivery lane. To the right is a service lane. There's a little office for parts and a little office for collision. So it's just like, oh, it's just a visual abstract representation of the model, really. All right, so, right. so check this out. So check this out. We're starting Monday with a serious segue. Oh, you ready boy. for this? <laughs> I know where we're so, going. Go so ahead. check this out. We need a segue soundtrack. I just I know we that. do. We knew. Okay. So in this photo, there are walls all over the place, right? The general manager's office, the F and I office, the service reception, the service lounge, all the way to parts. There's walls, 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 right? And so I'm reading this book over the weekend that that Paul uh, what, three months ago, actually got recommended during one of my sessions at Digital DR. Yeah, this is Tampa. very meta. Super meta. You can see last uh, week for meta, but go ahead. Called <laughs> The Innovation Stack that he read, did a podcast on a while ago, and I finally got around. I actually ordered it that, that week, but it's been sitting on my bedside table since then. So I started reading it this weekend. And one of the major pieces of uh, one of the parts of innovation stack that was very interesting to me was uh, what was Bank of Italy, now Bank of America. And and that the the change in the layout of the actual bank was so important to the innovation stack of Bank of Italy. So historically in banks, and if we remember all the old movies, you go in and the tellers are behind bars and uh, the mortgage offices are hard to get to. And there's nobody that's ever going to talk to the president of the bank. And what is it? AJ, AG Giuliani, right? Yeah. Is that, yep. is that his name? Yes. Uh, or AK, AK or AG. Uh, I'll find it. Uh, he, what he does is he's, he totally just flips the script, tears down the bar, the, the wall, the, the walls, uh, takes away the tellers from being behind uh, the the bars, puts his desk at the front of the, at the very front of the whole bank and says, no, 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 you're free to move about the country and this isn't a scary place to be and we're going to enable a level of trust within the bank that you've never seen before. So when I see this picture of the dealership, which does not enable trust both between employees or customers, that immediately hit me that he was able to do that in a bank, what, 80 years ago now? In the 1800s. Uh, it's not really that it, as Italian as you made it sound. <laughs> it's A.P. Giannini. <laughs> <laughs> and his father was Luigi Giannini. So not very Italian. Luigi, man. Luigi Giannini. <laughs> and so they called the, the bank the Bank of Italy, but it was in America. Someone well, yeah, there, there's a story in the book, but but the the point of this whole book, the point of the whole entire book, is this this concept of an innovation stack, and you take what pieces you can from other innovations, right? So you don't have to build everything from the ground up. You take the good things that you can execute on, and then the words are inevitably going to come up when you're doing something different. You're doing something new, so we had to, right? Yeah. We took these innovations and we got to the point. Where, oh, we ran into this wall. problem no one solved yet. And there's a reason there's not a solution for it, right? Because there's some giant roadblock in the way that no one has figured out or taken the time or energy to innovate around. And then that's where it comes in. So we had to, right? Oh, well, electric vehicles are coming to the market. So we had to. The, Mm -hmm. The dealer, the direct consumer model is changing. And now there's social media and the internet. So we had to. And I think that those four words... 
dealers need to internalize now. Our industry needs to internalize now. So we have to. And I think that Steve Greenfield's newsletter is really a, a lesson in so we had to, right? And it's almost like a working, it's like a working example. It's like a performance art piece, right? It's developing as you see it. So we had to, so we had to, so we have to. And um, little examples, right? Like he's talking in this, he's talking about, well, uh, an internal combustion engine has 2,000 moving parts and an EV has 20 moving parts. So naturally speaking, maintenance is going to go way down, right? Things that can break, there are just fewer of them. However, let's look at this. The increased weight and the torque in these EVs means that tire, I didn't know this until I read this, tires are going to wear out 40 to 50% faster. It's wild. Right? So, right? So, so we have to, right? But if you're a service department, where should you be thinking? Well, I was thinking about, when I was reading through this and thinking about it over the weekend, like Jiffy Lube, Quaker State, like, holy crap. Oh. Right? All the, all <laughs> the 12% your main products, fluids, that, right? That we're losing out to right now, we're actually, you're actually ahead of it. You're, you're just about to level the playing field, right? Because you're going to wow. get the EVs far before they see them. Oh, yeah. Wow. Let's go. <laughs> but wait, 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 Paul. What? But this is the issue that I see, right? And this is what this is what I typically see, or, or when or when we talk to dealers, is you you hear this, and and you've probably heard this phrase before. I want it to look like Carvana, or I right. want it to look like Vroom, or I want it to feel like the way Tesla's already right. And those, just keep in mind, those are copies of innovations that if you don't copy perfectly you start to actually like disenfranchise your customers. Right. Which right. <laughs> if you like tease that out to the, the, the issue with digital retailing is so dynamic and so broad, right? Mm. That we're just trying to, I want it to be like Carvana's experience. Boom, slap digital retailing, disenfranchise customer base. Right, right, because it's not like Carvana's experience. Exactly. Oh man, that's good. That's good. And, and so what, what is the actual, so you have to, mm-hmm. what is the actual innovation that you have to make in your store to, to leapfrog, to, to actually like do something that nobody else can do in your market for your customers because your customers need it that way. And I think the, the words in your market are so clutch because that is the one advantage that dealers still have is proximity. Not just proximity of a building or proximity of the vehicle, but proximity of your people, proximity of your influence in town and community. Like, that is something that Carvana cannot replicate or duplicate. Now, as they're in more markets, it's going to seem like it more if there's a Carvana service center, if, right? So that will eventually be something, but it's not right now. So, so we have to, has to be paired with what it is that you can do that other people can't do. <laughs> so I don't even know. I don't even know what to talk about um, this morning in our final few minutes, except for the fact that Kyle and I have had this a bit of an epiphany since our live event in in um, in Vegas, and we talked about it a little bit last week. But we are going to be announcing a lot this week um, and in, in the coming weeks about what we're going to be doing with the Automotive State of the Union community. We're going to be leaning in because we realize a few things about the current stack and the current media stack in automotive and the way it's actually kept away from the majority of the people that can propel it. It's often uh, isolated to GMs and owners. 
when in reality, we need to be reaching salespeople, service advisors, technicians, you know, marketing departments. And what we thought was an effort in Contagious to get the marketing department, we realized we're going much, much broader than that. And the vehicle is Automotive State of the Union, and it doesn't exist. There's some things we can borrow from. So we have to do it. Yeah. It's going to be really cool. So for those that have been faithful on this podcast, please listen this week as you might have some changes, some new places you might find us. uh, And we'll make sure that you are well aware of those and that we communicate those. And we are excited to share with you what that's going to look like over, over the next few months for sure. And absolutely. And I will say as we close out here, if you're interested in being part of the development or the movement of this, reach out to us. We, we haven't really outlined who and how we're going to need help or people on the team. Um, you know, we just kind of got our first team hire last week. We'll talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> but if you feel like, you know, from a content, from a writing perspective, from a technology perspective, um, from a content creation perspective, if, if this is clicking with you, just let us know. It's good to just get that conversation going because, you know, you never really know where things are going to run from there. That's it today, Monday. I hope you're ready for it because we are. We've been running already. Kyle, you get the final words. We were words. coming at you. Man, Monday was flying. We were talking big books. Great, uh, great study. Go. We're going we're to let you talk through the outro. We're going to let you talk through the outro. Go ahead. No, yeah, I just want to thank Steve for his innovation and uh, for letting us play off of everything that he talks about. And Steve, morning. if you're listening, you might be getting a call from us on Friday. I am the dawn. I am-